Welcome everybody to another edition of Sunset Flips and Super Kicks, the podcast. Uh, this week, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Won't talk about what's happening and or fucking a pay per view or shit that I've watched or I don't know whatever I, whatever it is that I've been doing on here. A couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, I just thought to myself. You know what are some uh, what are some what ifs that have happened in wrestling? Obviously, it's just one of those things where it's basically everything, everything to do with wrestling. You know, one thing happens, but something else could have potentially happened. And it's always, you know, what if? What if this happened? What if this didn't happen? So I've uh, come up with a few scenarios, if you will, of I guess quote unquote what ifs and i'm just going to go through them the situation that happened and then you know what if it went a different way you know what what i think would have happened obviously everyone can go off whatever they think you know whatever your opinion is on the matter that's that's the beauty about wrestling there's no right and wrong that's why it's it's so good to talk about. That's why I started this podcast. Love talking about wrestling. Love fucking fantasy booking. It's basic. Maybe this is what this is today. Maybe it's just fantasy booking. So I'm just gonna j- just get stuck into it. Um, yeah, like I said, got a few got a few topics here, and uh, let's see. Let's get into let's get into the first one <coughs> in my uh, in my trusty wheel. Okay, Starcade 97. What if? That's how we'll start the question. What if Starcade went down differently? You know, like if you've listened to 83 weeks, you'd know that Sting just turned up and just wasn't prepared, wasn't ready. You know, what if he what if he turned up and he was ready to go? You know, what if they, you know, what if they changed the finish? And had Hogan win instead of Sting because Sting wasn't ready because Sting wasn't tanned. It definitely would have made it a better main event because I remember watching this pay-per-view about six months ago, which then turned into um, the WCW podcast that I did based on watching this pay-per-view because it just it completely pissed me off because it was the biggest piece of crap. I think I've seen in wrestling. And I think that was the beginning of the downfall for WCW. Especially with Nick Patrick, you know, supposed to do a fast count, you know, because they wanted to rip off the screw job. And then that's how you bring in Bret Hart, you know, as a referee for the Bischoff-Zabisco match and then coming in and screwing the referee. But what would have happened? Like, because at the end of the day, they did the stupid botched finish and they stripped Sting of the title but then gave it back to him in February anyway. But, you know, what if, there it is again, what if they've gone, you know what, this guy's clearly not in it. I mean, you could tell when he was walking down to the ring. What if they said, you know what, nah, fuck it, screw him out of the title, we'll do Hogan and Sting at Super Brawl. Because essentially what this did was just ruin an 18-month storyline that they had been building up to since about September 1996. That is essentially how long this storyline went for. And it just went all down the drain because Sting, Steve Borden, was going through stuff in his personal life, wasn't hitting the gym, wasn't tanned. That's the the one going around for, for that. Wasn't tanned. And yeah. What would have what would have happened? It could have, you know, don't strip him of the title. What if, what if they didn't strip him of the title? Then what? You know, he doesn't win the title twice in the space of two months. Instead, he just retains against Hogan. So I don't know. That's uh, that's a good that's a good one to start off. So who kn- who knows? I don't think much would have changed other than the fact that they would have just had more building momentum going into 98 with Sting. So, 
That, that's what I think. I hope that made sense because it didn't to me. So that's, that's that's how we do it. But all right. What if The Rock never went to Hollywood? So let's just say so. Two thousand and one. He goes for four months, does his little spot on uh, Mummy Returns, and then then what? Or is that when he did Scorpion King? It was one of them. Because he was, he was in and out from 2001 till 2004. And then 2004 left. And fuck, when did he come back after that? What, what would have happened? What if? How many championships would he have had? How long would, have he, would he have kept wrestling for? You know, you'd probably say at least another five years. You know, you, there's there's another top star. Who does he work with, but after 2004? Or who does he work with in 2002? So he was there 2002. 2001, he was there. Team WWF. 2002, he was there. Um, obviously, he wrestled Hogan. That mania should have been Austin, but whatever. Uh, then what did he do? He became champion, dropped the title to Lesnar, and then left, and then came back as a heel. So what would have happened in 2002? Would, would he have battled Triple H on Raw when they brought back the World Heavyweight Championship? Would he have continued to feud with Brock Lesnar on SmackDown in 2002? Maybe Kurt Angle. You know, matches that we've already seen. Like, what new matches could we have seen with The Rock? You know, like, and then going beyond that, 2003, he comes back for a bit, you know, does a bit with Hogan, Austin, Goldberg, and then that's it until WrestleMania. What what, what would have been left for him? He should have just retired at that point. Imagine, imagine Rock and Cena back in 2003. You know, we could have got Rock Orton. We all know the Rock's stuck and Randy Orton. The battle of the third generation superstars. Could have happened then and there. You know, Rock and the Dead Man, when the Dead Man came back in 2004. What else was that? Maybe Benoit. So, but instead he had to go and become a bigger star and get more fans. Good on him, good stuff. Good stuff. Dwayne. Alrighty, what if, what if WCW built up Goldberg versus Hogan? So obviously, mid-98 on Thunder, they announced that Hogan's going to defend the WCW Championship against Goldberg in three days on Nitro, or four days, whatever it was. Um, Hogan, Hogan was all for it. Because obviously, Goldberg was the was the biggest thing in WCW. He was the one. He had this he had this streak going on, and everyone loved him. Um, even though I'm pretty sure he lost his first match in a in a dark match, not not a televised match. It was a dark match. That's what um, according to Kevin Sullivan, he beat him, and then they sort of. Forgot he existed for a bit and then brought him back as an unstoppable machine. What if, I mean, this is this is a match that you could have just fucking just spent so much time on. You know, Hogan being the heel that he was in the NWO. It's simple. You've got the NWO there. I mean, I guess Goldberg had already run through him. I mean, he had to... He had to run through, he had to wrestle Scott Hall that night to then get to Hogan. But just imagine, imagine that storyline with three months build up. Starcade 98. Imagine building it all the way up. Imagine doing it right. What you did with Sting and Hogan. You just build it up over a period of time. The amount of pay-per-view buys 
that you would have got. But WCW essentially was a TV show and it's all about TV ratings, not about how much money WCW does. Therefore, you just put it on TV and I think that 43,000 or something in the Georgia Dome that they did. I mean, it did, it did nothing. It really did nothing. All it did was give Goldberg the belt. And then it wasn't, it wasn't even main eventing the, the next pay-per-view. Pretty sure that was Bash at the Beach, 98. And he wasn't even the headline, and he was the champion. But that's what happens when you're in a company with Hulk Hogan. Doesn't matter if you're champion or not, you're not the main event because it's, uh, it's Hogan. And then you never do the rematch. It's never a rematch. That was, that was the problem with WCW. It's unfortunate, but there's a reason that they're not around and haven't been for 20 years. And it's because, you know, not because of this reason, but because of stuff like this. No real planning. You know, like, there's there's no way you do... I mean, what would you do in WWE? I can't even think if that would be done. Three days notice. Unless, like, Lesnar Kofi counts, but... You know, Kofi's not Hogan and Lesnar's not Goldberg. They don't have that same... Overness, I guess. Like, Hogan, regardless of being a heel or not in NWO, was extremely over. And Goldberg, just because he'd spear someone, couldn't wrestle for shit, but he'd do a spear, do a jackhammer, jump around, cut his throat, go, bleh, come through sparklers and shit, and everyone loves him. Well, yeah, I'd just like to think, you know, if that was just built better, even maybe to Halloween Havoc, there's three months. Give it a good three-month build, you know, just stack the odds against Goldberg. You know, you got, you know, there's 250 members of the NWO. Put him in five-on-one handicap matches. People will still be invested in that. Anyway, what do I know? What do I know? Yeah. Ooh. What if Eric Bischoff had signed with the WWE in 2001 during the invasion? Because allegedly there was a uh, there was an offer, there was an invitation. Um, they reached out to Eric Bischoff, but didn't say anything. They didn't say what they were thinking, what they were planning. They didn't say, oh. We want to sign you because we're doing this invasion angle. I mean, it would have given them a good leader. They wouldn't have needed Austin, the Alliance. The Alliance wouldn't have needed Austin. And again, how would Bischoff and Heyman get along as well? You know, then where's that leave Shane and Stephanie? You know, Shane maybe brings out Bischoff. Then, I mean, Stephanie's there because Triple H wasn't around. Obviously, they needed something for her to do, which, I don't know. I don't know if it made sense or not to me, but... It would have... It would have, um... It definitely would have given that storyline a, a different look, and then maybe Bischoff could give cre his creative input on that, and he would know what superstars would be better to use in that storyline. I mean, that's one of the worst storylines ever. When you really think about it. You know, I think with Bischoff there as well, probably the potential to maybe get some of the big names over as well. So it's sort of like a... It's like a two-part of this one, because I think I've got something else to do with the 2001 invasion angle. But just like Bischoff specifically, he comes in the invasion, but then, you know... I don't think the invasion angle plays out the same way <clears throat> that it did. Obviously, at the end of the day, WWE would go over on WCW because they want to feel superior. That's why no WCW superstar beat Triple H for the title, apart from Goldberg. And that didn't even last long. So, 
you know, just so they could, I guess, quote unquote, just so they could bury all the WCW guys. Because that's what they do. Uh, but then does that give Bischoff, will that lead into his run in 2002 onwards? I don't think it does because it sort of defeats the purpose of bringing him back as a general manager, which is how he came in. So, you know, what, what could have happened? Does he go, does he become an announcer? Because he was an announcer. You know, does he... Uh, 2002, does he come back with the NWO and then become a manager for Hogan and carry his bags like he did in WCW? You know, there's all these different, all these different things, how they play out and obviously everything looks differently if one of these things were to happen. So would it have been better? The storyline, yes, but then what followed, probably not. Probably not. Next one. So let's move on. What have we got here? What if Matt Hardy wasn't injured during 2004-2005? So obviously the story behind this is Matt Hardy was out ACL injury probably mid to end 2004 and start of 2005. And this is when Edge and Leader started traveling on the road together. And, you know, Hardys and Edge and Christian and all that, they have that, that history. So obviously Matt and Leader dating at the time or whatever. And obviously, you know, doesn't see any issue with Leader traveling with Edge. And then we all know what happened after that, you know, with uh, Matt Hardy getting fired for basically posting what happened online and then coming back and getting beat the fuck up by Edge and, you know, the end of that. What if he wasn't injured? Then what happens? Well, obviously him and Lita would still be together. Maybe not to this day, but... You know, forever how long they would have been. Who knows? But then what happens with Edge? Does Edge become the rated R superstar? You know, he was already the Money in the Bank champion. But then what? Because 2005 is what really put him on the map. You know, becoming the heel, you know, becoming the heel that he was. And then the feud with Matt Hardy further helped him become the heel that he needed to be to then, you know, take that take that step into the main event scene. And especially with it being a real-life situation, it got him over as a heel more. So it just, if he was babyface, and then this happened, well, instantly he'd become a heel because everyone feels sorry for Matt Hardy. I think because Matt Hardy was the first one to come out and say, you know, what had happened and and whatnot, but then does Edge have that career that he has? You know, I think Matt Hardy's career would have probably ended up the same. And I mean, he got fired for a bit, but then, you know, they brought him back because the people wanted him back, but he's already there. Then what's he do? He's just uh, doing whatever he was doing in 2004, which I don't even remember. Was he still around then? Like, was he doing the version one stuff? You know, and then Edge, well, obviously doesn't get the highest rated segment in Raw history with the live sex show. You know, does he become the rated R superstar? You know, does he successfully cash in on John Cena? Does he lose that briefcase? Because what's he going to do in 2005 without Matt Hardy? He obviously had that little, little thing with Kane, but that was to get later. So, like, what... What happens? What happens there? I, I don't see, I don't see Edge, Edge's career, playing out, the way that it does. Or, I don't think he's, the heel, that he was thanks to that storyline. So, you know, what if? 
what if what do you do all right moving on all right uh 1997 what if bret hart never left or what if he dropped the belt to Shawn michaels clean in montreal instead of being a little fucking stuck up bitch because he didn't like Shawn michaels okay well what if he never left I think he remains champion, and I think WrestleMania 14, you get Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin part two for the title, and Austin's still become a champion because there was no one hotter in wrestling than Steve Austin towards the back end of 97 and then going into 98, you know, that was it. But then, you know, where does that leave Shawn Michaels? You know, what happens to him? There we go, that, that wasn't even in my, that wasn't even in my plans. Because then does he wrestle Undertaker at Royal Rumble? Does he then hurt his back? I don't think he hurts his back, but I think his lifestyle would have definitely caught up with him. That's for damn sure. But I think in 98, you know, we'd probably get Shawn Michaels versus Triple H at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania 14. Had Bret Hart stayed. And the main event of that is the rematch from WrestleMania 13. Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it'd be... It'd be the only time. It'd be the first time that Austin actually beat Bret Hart because he never beat him. Never beat him in a one-on-one -on -one match. I don't even know if he beat him in a tag team match. So, so yeah, that's if Hart never left. And then where's he go from there? Well, The Rock was up and coming. You know, Bret Hart versus The Rock. You know, you could do some Bret Hart Undertaker matches. Triple H. I mean, would you really go Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels again? You know... Who knows, does he team up with Owen Hart? Do you get the Hart brothers against DX? So, you know, and then does DX become a thing? Because after WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels was gone because of his back and just was in a bad state. So Triple H formed his new DX. So then do you get the Outlaws? I mean, I'm pretty sure they still get X-Pac because he's a member of the clique. So, but that DX looks very different to the one that happened in 98. Um, and that goes, what if he, um, what if he does leave as, as planned? Um, but what if he drops the belt to Michael's clean? Well, there's no screw job. So then there's nothing to talk about. One of the most fascinating topics of discussion that ever has been in wrestling, the Montreal screw job from 97. Then Bret Hart goes into WCW with no momentum. I mean, he lost all momentum anyway from punching Vince in the face and apparently breaking his hand. But, you know, you've got the, basically, I guess, the hottest sign of the hottest free agent in 97. And, I mean, they already didn't know how to bring him in. I would have, I would have shotgunned Bret Hart versus Hulk Hogan. That's what I would have done. You know, I would have, that's the first thing I would have done, straight away. I mean, they they didn't build Goldberg Hogan six months later. Why would you build up Bret Hart versus Hogan? Probably because neither man would want to lose to each other because they both got fucking massive egos. But he's got no momentum coming in. Then that obviously changes Starcade 97 as well. Because the finish of Starcade 97 was built on the fact of the screw job. If Nick Patrick has done had done his job right and counted one, two, three quickly, the Starcade 97 is a bit different. And then Bret Hart comes out and says, "No, no, you you know you're not going to screw him this and that." That's why he brought him in. Now he now Bret Hart takes a super kick and lies down one, two, three. That's it. He gets his, you know, he gets his moment in Montreal. They all cheer him. He goes out the door happy. Then what? When's he rock up on Nitro? You know, he comes in differently, and then maybe he's got more momentum behind him. And then what's he do at Starcade? Well, it can't be Sting because they've been building this for eighteen months or whatever. You do Ric Flair. Bret Hart versus Ric Flair. That's what I would do. 
I think that'd be a pretty damn good match. Who else was who else was around in '97 for WCW? I mean, you wouldn't do Goldberg because Bret Hart wouldn't want to lose to Goldberg coming straight in. Then again, you could. Maybe I don't even know if the streak was a thin. Then you just beat Goldberg. Gives a fuck. So, but instead, everything went the way it went. Bret Hart had a sook. Because that's what he is. He's a Canadian sook. So, there you go. Alright, there we go. This uh, this goes into what I was talking about before about Bischoff. Probably should have just done it together, but whatever. Uh, what if all the big names, this is just according to me, they were under WCW contracts. If they were under WCW contracts, instead of being under Turner. That's how I see it. I think there was two separate contracts. Because who came over in the invasion? The biggest name was Booker T. And DDP. You know. They got rid of Jeff Jarrett straight away. Because Vince McMahon hated him. Or along those lines. Um, And then who do you have? No one. That's why you put Austin in the alliance. That's why you put Kurt Angle in the alliance. It's a good thing they had the ECW manpower that they did. No, but what if, just just imagine, what if you get Hogan, Hall, Nash, Scott Steiner, Goldberg, not Macho Man, because he, he was done. Like, he wasn't around. He'd left in 2000, because uh, he was sick of the bullshit backstage. But imagine... That should have been another one. What if, you know, Macho Man came back? I don't think he would I don't think he would have uh, done anything for Vince McMahon because Vince wanted him to retire because he thought he was old. That's why he stuck him behind the comment the commentary desk and that's why he ended up in WCW. Which in turn is how Jerry the King Lawler became a commentator. There you go, just dropping knowledge on you right now. Thirty one. You know, twenty four seven. Um so yeah, just what if. I mean the invasion pay per view straight away looks different. Team WWF. Who's on that team? I fucking can't even remember. But I know went what Austin, Jericho, Rock wasn't I think Rock wasn't around then. Um probably Taker Kane. But you look at WCW, well then, you know, you could just do the NWO. And it would have worked out a hell of a lot better with Eric Bischoff there. But then again, how does Survivor Series go down? You know, it's Hulk Hogan. Is he going to have that, you know, creative control card? And okay, so here's what's going to happen. Survivor Series, you're going to take the stunner. You're out. Yeah, that's not going to work for me, brother. I don't know if that was Hogan or or Savage. One of them. Oh, yeah. How's and it's one of those things where in turn done right you've got WWF on one show and then you've got WCW on another show you know you get these big names you get everything done right you know that's another one I should have done I'll just throw it in here what if uh, the Booker T Buff Bagwell match went good well, then WCW gets their own show. Because based on that match is when WWF went, fuck that, we are not give, we are not doing a WCW show. So look it up. That's that's the reason. Because, you know, that was, that was the plan. The plan was, you know, probably Monday Night Raw, and then maybe Tuesday, WCW Nitro. Or Monday would have stayed... Nitro for the WCW fan base you know and then Raw might have moved to a Tuesday you know and then you've got Smackdown but do you still do Thunder you know or do you still have Smackdown do you change Thursday Night Smackdown to Thursday Night Raw and then you have you know this this battle in between you know WCW even though they're technically still under WWE but instead, you know, all of them just sitting at home, 
getting checks, doing nothing. And then one by one, they all come in and we are, well, we were at when they came in. Like, I think Flair was the first one after Survivor Series to come in. Then he became a general manager figure. Um, NWO came in. You know, then after that, Steiner came in. And then Goldberg. Uh, and then who else was there? Anyone else worth mentioning from WCW? No. There is there is another one, but that's that's somewhere in here. So uh, we'll just wait till wait till that pops up. And then obviously Bret Hart. Obviously Bret Hart. Does he come back as well as part of Team WCW? You know. But then again, he couldn't have. Which leads into my next one. What if Goldberg never injured Bret Hart? Then does he come and be a part of the invasion? Maybe he's not such a bitter old man like he is now. This is... Apart from beating Goldberg... Ah, uh, fuck. Dickhead. Apart from beating Hogan, this is the only other significant thing Goldberg has ever done. In my opinion. Injure Bret Hart. And I'm not saying that in a good way. I'm just saying... It just proves how fucking shit he was. Bret Hart said it. Bret Hart pulled him aside and said, Bill, whatever you do, do not injure me out there. What's he do? Kicks him in the head, bang, knocks him out, concussion, Bret Hart's career is over. Well done. And then we'll fast forward 20 years later. What's he do? Tries to fucking kill The Undertaker by dropping him on his head. That should have been a what if. What if Goldberg was a good wrestler? Well, I wouldn't have much to say on it because I wouldn't enjoy talking about it because I wouldn't know what to say because I don't really care for Goldberg. At the end of the day, he was an Austin knockoff or a ripoff. That's it. That's that's why they made him the way he was. Bold, goatee, black trunks. Oh, is that Austin? Oh, let's watch him. Oh, well, that's not Austin because he can't do anything. Oh, but fucking he's massive and squashes people. <sighs> that was a good rant. That was a good tirade. Anyway, what if what if he never injured him? Where, where does Bret Hart go from here? I can't even remember how that match ended. I remember getting the pay-per-view as well. I remember that. Bang. Done. They were tag team champions at one point. Bret Hart was the champion. I can't remember if he walked out champion. He probably did. I think he did. I think he ended up being champion because then they vacated the belt, obviously, because he was injured. Um, and then that's when Benoit beat Sid Vicious for the title, but then signed with WWE. And they just said, oh no, Benoit was never WCW champion, even though technically it was for a day. So, um, but yeah, what, what's Bret Hart do? 100% he goes crawling back to Vince McMahon in 2002, 2001. When the NWO goes, because I dare say he was, as I call it, under a Turner contract, not a WCW contract. Being a big name, obviously he just gets paid, he doesn't need to work for his money. Um, 100% but he he comes back he comes crawling back let's say he comes back 2003 Chris Jericho versus Bret Hart Triple H versus Bret Hart Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle now there's there's a dream match if there was ever a dream match for Bret Hart who I do not like do not respect as a person because I think he's a whinging, whining little bitch. I can't really stand his matches, mainly because I don't like him, and I don't like his style. But, you know, I could still I could still sit there and watch him wrestle, especially if it was against Kurt Angle. And then he could wrestle Triple H, but Triple H would just bury him because he came from WCW. And also to get back at him for, you know, not dropping the title cleanly in Montreal. So, who knows? Who knows? Good on you, H. Triple H. I'd say my man, but that's a lie. That one stage. 2000s. 2000s. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. All righty. Slamboree 1998. In the lead up, Eric Bischoff called out Vince McMahon. 
obviously this, or it might have been 97. It probably would have been 97 because that's when WCW was just clearly in front. Like, clearly. Dominating. You know, but it was only a matter of time. <clears throat> it was only a matter of time. Um, but yeah, he called out, I think it was for Slambury. He called out Vince McMahon. He challenged him to a match. Um, and uh, the story goes, you know, some of the w old school WWF boys, Hogan, Savage, probably Hall and Nash were like, yeah, I shouldn't really do that because he'll turn up and, you know, he'll, you know, he's a big, he's a big man. Like, he's a massive guy, you know, does the weights. He's fucking solid as shit. Like, he'll come and he'll probably kick your ass and Bischoff's like, yeah, it doesn't bother me. It's on my TV, you know. It's on WCW programming. So, but what if McMahon had showed up? Then what? You know, what happens? Do they lock themselves in the room and say, all right, this is what I'm thinking for a match? Or what I dare say, Bischoff would have just taken the ass beating of a lifetime. And then what? I think if he shows up, I think not... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's 97. I'll just do some, just do some quick. Uh... Okay, why is this thing being fucked? All right, let's go. Uh, Slamboree, 1997. Let's see if we're right. I don't know. What was it, Slamboree? I don't know. Fuck. Who knows? Um, never mind. Let's see. Bischoff calls out McMahon. Let's just do that. Oh, 98. Okay, a Slambury 98. There you go. I thought, I thought it would have been 97. Maybe that's why I did it in 98 then. To try to get some extra ratings. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think it just would have... It would have done... It would have done more for WWF than it would have done for WCW. That's, that's what I think. You know, because that's... That's all that would have happened because... Vince McMahon didn't acknowledge WCW. You know, even when they were, even when they were losing, still, you know, barely acknowledged them. Just, you know, did those billionaire Ted skits and um, called it old wrestling or something like that. But other than that, you know, especially when you're winning, you're not going to mention anything on WCW. That's, that's where WCW went wrong. Acknowledging WWF. You know, like, when Mick Foley won the title. So, anyway. Moving on. Vince McMahon again, I think. All right. What if... Oh, oh, this is a good one. What if Vince McMahon is actually behind AEW? You know what? Wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. As much as fucking people love to bitch and moan about Vince McMahon, he is still there. He's still a genius. And it wouldn't surprise me. Because at the end of the day, he was the most recent guest on the Stone Cold Broken Skull Sessions. The first AEW World Champion. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. He's probably not. I say probably. I say that loosely. I don't think he is, but wouldn't surprise me. So, just, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. It's a nice little curveball. What do you think? Let us know. Hit us up. Hit me up. What if Vince McMahon's behind AEW? All right. Uh, what if Kurt Angle never wrestled at WrestleMania 19? Which... He wasn't supposed to, because he was, he was fucked up. His neck was fucked up. Actually, I thought I took this one out. Um, I just, I learnt about this on the, listening to the Kurt Angle 
podcast when he uh, was talking about WrestleMania 19. Um, so I believe he said there was talks of him dropping the title to Lesnar on a SmackDown. They ended up doing a title match because they weren't too sure if they were going to get uh, Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. So it would have been would have been Brock Lesnar versus Chris Benoit. So we could have seen the ascension of Chris Benoit a lot earlier. Um, obviously, Lesnar would have won at Mania. Like, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, but Benoit's probably more involved in that title picture. And then SummerSlam, SummerSlam 2003, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit, I think, because Kurt Angle obviously would have done the same. Um, surgery, I say that loosely as well because he was supposed to be out for a year but opted for some other type of procedure and he was only out for two months so obviously in the long run didn't really work out for him but at the time it sure did but then does Benoit win the 2004 Rumble? Does he go on that uh, does he go on that run that he had in 2004? Who knows? Who knows? Um does Lesnar Benoit main event WrestleMania 19, you know? Or is it Austin Rock? Which apparently, I saw this somewhere, I can't remember where. Um, probably be able to look it up somewhere, but I saw that Austin and Rock was actually supposed to be the main event of WrestleMania 19, but because of what happened to Austin the night before, again, that's probably another one I should have done. Same thing, wasn't clear to wrestle at WrestleMania 19. You know, he was just, as he said, just living, living too fast and, you know, everything sort of caught up with him and ended up in hospital that night dehydrated. But if that didn't happen, you know, Austin Rock would have definitely main evented three WrestleManias in five years. And they still, I mean, I, I think everyone still counts it as Austin Rock headlined mania three years, so... They've still got that. But yeah, Kirk, Captain Kirk Angle. What if? All right, let's uh, let's keep the ball rolling here or the wheel spinning. Speaking of uh, spinners, what if John Cena never rapped on the back of the bus in Europe? No one would know who John Cena is. It's that simple. It is that simple. The whole ruthless aggression thing didn't work for him. And just, yeah, on the back of a bus, rapping with uh, rapping with Rikishi, I think. I think it was Rikishi and Raymond Steer and that on the back of a bus. And Stephen McMahon heard it and said, hey, do you want to do that on TV? And I think it was the Halloween, Halloween Smackdown. That's when he started it. And that that saved his career. Because if he just, I don't know, just imagine, you know, what if the theme, what if, what if he didn't see him and go up and, and spit bars, as they would say, what if he didn't do that? He's probably just a jobber that doesn't see it past Mania 19. And then, yep, uh, WWE has come to terms with the release of John Cena and people would just be like, oh, who's that guy? And then what? fucking that diminishes the OVW class that he came from because then no one will talk about that class you know with Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin Batista Orton John Cena no one talks about that class if if he doesn't make it and he shouldn't have he, he was never supposed to I guess you know especially the way he came in you know as a, as a sucker wearing the colours of the city that he's in but then, you know, just, just raps, saved his career, because he wouldn't have had a career past that. So, you know, then what? Who's who's the who's the top dog of the ruthless aggression era? You know, who is it? Is it is it Randy Orton? You know, maybe maybe Edge. It's like you just you just think of these sins and that's this is what? 18, 19 years ago, you know, what, who's the, who's the guy that comes through? Was it Mark Jindrak? 
Is he the guy? Is it Shelton Benjamin? You know? Fuck. Who knows? I'm not going to go into it. I don't know what you were thinking when you're listening to this. I'm not going to go into every detail. All right. Ah, simple one here. What if Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't blade get blood at WrestleMania 13? I don't think the double turn happens. Um, I don't know. I mean, it is... You don't get that the most iconic picture in wrestling history. And if it's not, it's definitely top five. You know, just that picture of Austin just pushing up in the sharpshooter with the blood streaming down his face. That just doesn't look the same if he's got no colour, which wasn't supposed to. Then what? Does that that change the Stone Cold Steve Austin character? You know, because... How does, how does that match go? Like, he, he's not going to pass out from pain because then that just, that changes, that changes the character. Passing out from pain, that means he can't take the pain. Well, then he's not the, he's not the toughest son of a bitch, you know, on his vest. He's not a bad motherfucker, BMF, you know, but the color helped because then he passed out from loss of blood and then instantly becomes a baby face and the hottest baby face ever ever Austin Overhogan done I said it as a baby face anyway especially in that time but yeah it just it, I don't know it does Bret Hart I mean I, I'm pretty sure Bret Hart can still become heel from that uh, from not you know letting go of the sharpshooter just like that I mean then he gets over as a heel but Austin you know, you're not going to have him pass out because of a sharpshooter. It sort of defeats the purpose of the Stone Cold character. So there you go. That's that's what I think. This is a fun one. I love this one. It's, yeah. What if The Rock didn't steal the WWE Championship away from CM Punk and the fans in 2013? Well, then I don't hate him as much. That's for damn sure. Um, didn't need it. It was un I don't know, unwarranted. It just it still pisses me off. I'll never watch the Royal Rumble two thousand thirteen or Elimination Chamber after that. Cause it's just stupid. It shouldn't have happened. And talking about what if it didn't happen, why did it happen? It ruined CM Punk's championship reign. That's what I think. You know, it beats everyone. Everyone. 434 days. You know, longest reigning WWE champion of the modern era. Loses to someone from Hollywood that feels the need to come back and wrestled against John Cena 10 months ago. Gets a title match out of the blue for no reason. And then, not a full-time wrestler anymore, beats the best wrestler in the world who they're building up as that anyway. Boom. Does nothing for Sam Punk. Ruins him. It ruins him. It's that simple. Because then you look at what happened to Sam Punk after that. Same thing. Lost to a part-timer at WrestleMania. That's The Undertaker. That's the streak. Is that a different thing? Maybe. But then what? SummerSlam. Who's he lose to? Oh, a part-timer. Brock Lesnar. Boom. Done. Okay, cool. Let's just ruin Sam Punk's career. It all started back. But if he didn't, then what? You can still do Rock Cena too. It doesn't need the title. What you do is simply say, we know that it's going to be The Rock and John Cena for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Twice in a lifetime. You lied to us last time. Once in a lifetime. You lied to us. Just like you lied to us in WrestleMania 18. Once in a lifetime, Hogan Rock. Still it again at No Way Out. Why do it at No Way Out? Do it at Mania. Actually, no, don't do it at Mania. I'd rather Austin Rock than Hogan McMahon. So... There you go. No, you did you did that one right. But here, no. No, you did everyone dirty. So I'm just waiting for it to happen again. It'll probably happen to Roman Reigns as well. Going on the run of his life and then, you know, a part-timer. He'll probably have a new movie or TV show to plug. He'll come and just become champion, just like that. Because that's what he wants. So, 
in turn, CM Punk goes for 500 days, I think, as champion. And Undertaker becomes WWE champion again at WrestleMania. There you go. And then Undertaker has to wrestle more than once a year. Or twice a year, whatever he did. I don't even know. So, yeah. Thanks, Rock. Thanks for that. I'll do one more. And then uh, we'll split this up into split this up into two parts. WrestleMania 30. What if Brock Lesnar doesn't end the streak? Um, that guy in the front row doesn't become iconic. Um, maybe it proves that WWE is predictable. It's not. But that could prove it. Uh, you just put more hatred, more heat, more legitimate heat on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 34. Lesnar didn't need it. What? Like, why? Why does... It's just like, you know, Lesnar being money in the bank. It doesn't need it. So Braun Strowman doesn't need money in the bank. Well, they still got it. They don't need it. It's like the streak. I mean, the streak meant nothing, really. They just, they built it up to this thing that meant so much. When in reality, it didn't mean anything. When you really think about it, it meant nothing. It meant jack shit. You know, it's just... You know, I guess like a football game or whatever. It's that's his home that's his home field advantage. You know, but they build it up to this massive thing, this phenomenon phenomenon that meant something. But what if it wasn't Lesnar? What if Taker beat Lesnar? Well then there's there's still a fucking shitload of interest in Taker's matches at Mania. Because then you can still build WrestleMania around the Undertaker. Obviously, when you start talking about the streak. But now that the streak was gone, you know, what if it was Bray Wyatt the next year? You know, I'd, maybe if Lesnar doesn't break the streak, WrestleMania 31, Undertaker vs. Sting. There you go. That's, that is how I'm going to end this. If Lesnar doesn't end the streak, WrestleMania 31, Sting was there. But instead of him getting buried by Triple H, I'm just going to keep saying that because it's fun and also true. Um, I think you get Undertaker versus Sting at WrestleMania 31. Boom. Thanks for listening. To what if part one. Stay tuned. For part two.